welcome to the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your multiversal, motu inappropriate source for <laughs> quality Catholic, quality Catholic nerdery. This is Scott, Colby, Mary, and Cody. All right, uh, tonight we're going to be covering. Some very far-ranging topics. Uh, first, spoilers. We're going to be talking about Loki, the season one finale, and that it's a season finale. That's kind of a spoiler. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Pope <laughs> Francis's new motu proprio um, on the extraordinary form of the mass. And we'll also be updating you on our lives, um, babies and, and those sorts of things, families. Family stuff. So, where do y'all want to? Where do y'all want to start with it? Oh, geez, that's a great question. First, I was caught off guard that we dropped the last names. I guess I missed that memo. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, my bad. No, no, used- I yeah. haven't been involved, so it's on me. Okay. Well, this is Cody Allen. Hi. And that's Scott Reed, and that's Colby <laughs> Smith. This- and I'm just here. Yeah. You know. Oh no, it's Reed Richards, not. Uh, Richard, yeah, Reed's not the last name. Dang it. Sorry. I want to get into Kang the Conqueror and stuff like that, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we have so much capacity. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess y'all want to conqueror. We start on Loki. Well, this hour will go by too fast. Let's just get it out of our system. The um, O2 proprio, um. Traditionus custodes. I don't know how it's going to be said, but in English, um, guardians of the tradition. I think custodian might be the better term on this one. Can y'all hear me all right? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> he just so, and y'all just, you know, join in, add in whatever you want. Um, basically, Pope Benedict had granted parish priests priest the 16th yeah did i say saint benedict you said pope i said pope oh. benedict okay. there are there are a couple was, of them so it's good to clarify. a bunch of them i was I, I had a whole was going through a, a whole uh blog article on the rule of saint benedict so i may interchange the two especially given this context and the Rules. contrast do you but, know the first and last word of his uh of his uh rule uh-uh. the first word is uh listen and the last sentiment is uh basically to arrive uh so listen and you will arrive at the kingdom basically that's quite meaningful right nice. that's cool yeah there's a, a whole article i want to i want to share with you guys this be way off the rails but it's about fasting and the rule of saint benedict um but maybe we'll get to that at the end um so Pope Benedict XVI allowed parish priests to decide for themselves what form of the mass they wanted to say and when they wanted to say it. Um, Pope Francis abolished that. Uh, he overruled that, superseded that, said that they, parish priests basically have to have the, the license of their, of their bishop or their ordinary um, if they're going to do the Latin mass, the extraordinary form. And... Um, that's a lot of people that love Latin mass are taking this very hard. Um, and 
I think it will result in some truncation of people's ability to go to Latin mass and, and possibly whole diocese. Right. So what do y'all, what are y'all thinking? Well, first the automatic closed captioning on our video had you say that people who love Latin dance <laughs> right now. Latin liturgical dance. I've not seen that part of it. Before. Those, those people are very upset. <laughs> that would probably be embraced. Uh, traditional so. liturgical dancers. Oh, Too many. Yeah. Give me the Shakira. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. the Ethiopian, right? They have some. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, we we haven't read the original document. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super long. It is. Although we know people who have <laughs> who did sit down today. today. And read it. It's, I mean, it's only like a page. It's it's not. It's, it's oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's not long. <laughs> um, that was like my my coffee reading this morning. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so when, whenever I'm like reading documents from popes, like I'm used to like, oh, let me print out this 60 page document. No. Uh, and so I can read no. it little by little. Not this time. When you're repealing a law, there's not a lot that has to be said. Really. I guess you're right. Revoked. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess our initial reaction was that um, on the one hand, the call for all priests to affirm the legitimacy of that of Vatican councils is so important of, of church councils yeah. Vatican two in particular is so important. Um, and that there is a lot of division in the church unnecessarily. Um, but then on the other hand, it seemed like there was a lot of, it seemed like it kind of, I don't know. It went way beyond that, you know, with a lot of other things like the ability to not be able to appeal to Rome seems problematic you know that it's up to each individual that there'll be so much i don't know that there there won't be a uniformity among the dioceses now because some dioceses will have Mm -hmm. one rule and some will have something completely different right so that doesn't seem unifying yeah that's the irony that this was supposed to foster unity by sowing division i'm wondering (laughs) if this would spark more conversation with the bishops right because even though they have authority within their diocese, the unity comes from them conversing and being in accord with one another and then communicating that to the faithful. And so, right. you know, not withstanding cultural differences or, you know, appropriations, but uh, this is one of those things that probably can be a larger conversation that the bishops are going to have to have right now because Pope Francis says you have to have the conversation. Whereas before it was up to them to whether or not they were going to give attention to these, these groups or these communities. Um, right. and so, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the three of the bishops that I know of in Louisiana have released letters saying, you know, hey, keep doing things as normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Give, give us some time to keep look calm and Latin on. Yeah. yeah. Keep calm and Latin on. I like that. <laughs> I say, can I make, so calm. I only commented, only commented on one thread on Facebook today. Um, and I, I think That's I did try to make, I try to make that point. Well, I don't yeah. get on Facebook at all anymore, but, uh, the, <laughs> I, I take that back maybe once a week, but coming to one thread. And that was one of the comments I made. I was like, you know, all the dioceses that I've worked for in the state or done ministry with have communities that are already established that fit the guidelines that were outlined in the letter. And so I think for our standpoint in Louisiana, I don't think there's going to be any major issue. Right. I think the major issue is just going to be the people uh, themselves. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be upset by this. And I think we're going to see a large, uh, large number of people, going ahead and flocking towards the Eastern Orthodox rites um, because of this. Um, Eastern Orthodox? 
Yeah. I mean, because Eastern or I mean, as yeah, we're just making projections. That is where I thought he was going with that. Yeah, I mean, I was going to think the other groups that exist that right. they, well, the that they operate in the gray area, right? But I, I, I think we are going to see a, a transition to the Eastern Orthodox as well because of the uh, traditional mass being completely approved by mm. the Roman Catholic Church. Right of the Eastern Orthodox, uh, of the right. Eastern Orthodox, right? Whereas SSPX and FSSP and all FS, those other ones, FSSP is is they're good. But what I'm saying is, like with this, they may they may decide to go oh, yeah. in another direction. We don't know. Um, distinction too between Eastern Orthodox and also rites that are still in union with Rome, right? So Ukraine or like other types. Um, I think that's what Cody's thinking of. Sure. Yeah, I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah, Eastern well, Orthodox. Is- so so but the eastern but the eastern orthodox is still um they still have apostolic secession and uh oh i see saying them becoming not catholic and becoming they're eastern not orthodox. becoming roman catholic uh, like there's there's they're they're still catholic and have apostolic secession but it's not to peter does that make sense it's a whole another conversation but there are there are <laughs> rights there are rights in the eastern right that are still in communion with rome Right. Like, so there are some Rusinian, right? That's Catholic, and then there's gonna be the one that's not. Yeah. And we were just weren't sure if you're talking about the not with Catholic. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't just say Eastern. There's even within the Eastern, there's all these little branches that pop out. Wrong. Um, uh, what and speaking of SSPA isn't Orthodox incorrectly, is that what it is? No, you're just no. Okay, continue. <laughs> The uh, National Catholic Register had an article about this, a pretty good article about the motu proprio, and uh, it the, the end of it is pretty interesting. This is by Father Raymond uh, D'Souza. He says, Pope Francis has been generous with the SSPX, granting their priests faculties to hear confessions or witness marriages. Their masses are valid. Might the restrictions on the extraordinary form, combined with the Holy Father's more generous treatment of the SSPX, right? It's kind of like a weird contradiction. Mm-hmm. Might that mean that Catholics who prefer the older form tend to frequent SSPX chapels as the extraordinary form becomes less available through their dioceses? It may be a possible unintended consequence that <laughs> that Pope Francis is actually pushing them further. Yeah, giving yeah. SSPX more more grace. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the main things I really tried to pull out of that as well, because people were really upset with um, when it comes to the physical place of worship, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had firsthand experience with these communities in different aspects of ministry. Um, one, when I was a missionary with the Diocese of Homa, the area that we were doing door-to-door ministry, that is where the, the TLM community was in that area, right? They had and a chapel. TLM, uh, tell us. Uh, traditional Latin mass, I guess it's just an abbreviation. Um, but they, I don't think they fully accepted to be part of like an SSPX community, but they were considering themselves just as a traditional Latin community. The, the church that they used was a, um, a shuttered parish that was no longer active, mm. but they did have permission from the Bishop to exist there as a community. Um, the priest that resided there was not a Dostin priest. He was a military chaplain that would stay there when he was not on active duty. And then when he got deployed or he got called away, they would try to, he would find someone else to fill his place. Um, we had direct conflict with that community when it came to toward our ministry. Um, because in many cases, they 
we were there under order and direction of the bishop. Of course, they didn't even want to say the bishop's name out loud. Uh, so when it came to reaching out to people in that community where they had this chapel and then literally right down the street was the existing parish, uh, we, we got into some conversations that were not pleasant. Um, and so from that standpoint, it was, it was challenging. And then there's another story. I won't go into much detail here in Lafayette, but some people that, um, I'm acquainted with, uh, had an issue with one of the local schools. Um, and they, I think in a way their their reputation is associating with that type of community here. Um, they, they caused some real challenges, right. In the community that they were in very disrespectful, um, and their reputations as a result of that have not been positive since then with certain groups. Uh, but they stay to themselves, right? They go to the local chapel, the local community. It's just that um, very openly vocal and critical about the bishop, right? And Pope Francis, and it's just challenging, right? So when it comes to like the physical places of worship, there is, a, again, a Latin community here that has a, a building. Uh, but I think in the letter, it does state that they cannot use an actual parish, that's part of the diocese and there is no grace or leniency for them to build a new chapel. Uh, and people are up in arms about that. Like, well, if we can't use a church and we can't build a new chapel, what are we supposed to do? Like, where are we supposed to go? Um, right. And my, my response to that is if you don't accept the authority of Rome, what gives you the right to use the property of Rome? Right. Um. So if you really don't accept the authority of the Pope or the, the, the legal ownership, right, of the people that have that space, what gives you the right to use it in a way? Um, and this is a really bad analogy, but I'm going to use it, right? It's almost like if the KKK used the local NAACP office to host their meetings, right? They're at odds with one another, right? What what reason would they have to share space? Um, and that's well, a very bold no. statement, but... Yeah. We do have to recognize that there is a difference, like there, there is a distinction between those who feel that way, right, that we don't acknowledge accept the authority, accept of, the bishop. The authority of, yeah. of the bishop of Rome, and those that are traditional Latin mass goers that do right. accept the authority, they right. just see the beauty of the Latin mass, and that's where they want to be. Right? Or yeah, even, people that just love the Latin mass, because right. or even even who have disagreements with the bishop, but respectfully still respectfully you know or yeah. or you know yeah, we don't grievances wanna, even we don't want to put every everybody in one right right right, right. so i think but, yeah but so as we drill down into it yeah i think like i said it's not an attack on that mass it's not an attack on tradition right. it's really it's meant to put in place some clear distinction and call out for groups that dissent and openly criticize local bishops in rome right mm -hmm. yeah the sad think, part is it seems like it's kind of putting them all in a box yeah together you know but but at the same time like we were like oh good they're gonna have to affirm vatican too like this is you know necessary that they yeah. you know affirm what it actually says even if they don't agree with because none of us should agree with the abuses of vatican too you know like those people i mean i was gonna say those people are hard to find but i'm sure they're probably not if you go to the right places but you know practicing catholics are not okay with the things that are abuses Right, you know, but you don't have to throw out the baby <laughs> with the bathwater. Beer and pizza with masses. That. Well, and maybe this is just Pope Francis uh, laying the groundwork to go on both sides of the spectrum, right? This is said in jest, but 
you know, maybe he, now he's done this, he's going to call out the, the German heretics that are blessing gay marriages and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, well, you know, we've got Catholic politicians who are openly openly promoting abortion. Not not just openly, adamantly, adamantly signing, signing legislation to support it. Yeah. And saying, come at me. Uh, bishops yeah saying right. bring it on bishop really like, uh, okay. ted lou i think ted lou or something we see the the press conference where someone asked president biden about it in a, in a press conference somebody asked president biden like oh what's your response to oh, yeah to the the recent statement by the pope or whoever to say that politicians shouldn't be receiving communion oh what do you have to say about that and he thought for a second he's like that's a private matter i'm not going to comment on and then walked away hmm. um so it's people have heard about it. They know. I think was it Latin Mass is like number in the top five trending on Twitter today. Wow! People were looking up that much. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, it's another unintended much. consequence. People are like, huh? It's, it's got exposure. Yeah. yeah, pretty big news. Like that's especially with what's been going on. Like at least in our area, like a lot of a lot of people have been turning to the Latin Mass. Uh, yeah. it, it's 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 got a bit of a comeback right now. Yeah. And so a a, a bit of a revival. And so for trad trads, it's, it's spreading right now. So, and then, and there's passionate, vibrant Catholics who love the beauty of the Latin mass. And then there's, and then, and then you'll also find people who reject the authority of the church today, like modern church authority who reject anything new, just because it's new, who reject, uh, who reject a mass that the Novus Ordo mass that has its roots in the original, like in, in like the second century writings of Justin Martyr, you know, like that. And that the mass wasn't originally in Latin. If, if we're, you know, <laughs> if we're talking about some tough, tough stuff, yeah. but like, but that the Latin mass is beautiful and gorgeous. And just that there's just so much division right now that feels just unnecessary. You know, yeah. it's some uh, so we I, all be friends. Yeah, I posted this on uh, the I did the breaking news on on one a couple of the Catholic subreddits. Um, the the big Catholic subreddit, uh, like seven other people also mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tradit uh, subreddit traditional Catholics, uh, I posted on that one. Got some interesting comments. I won't read all of them because. I'm not all appropriate. I'm sure this went really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. I go to Reddit for like finance news. I stay away from politics and religion. It's just not fun. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the front page of the internet. <laughs> um, it is. One person said, Job 121 said, this is uh, so brutal and saddening. There's so much direct action required in the church today. And this was absolutely not one of them. We know that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We must stay strong and true against the chief of all heresies, which is modernism. Mm. Some other interesting things. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it there. Did, uh... <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> I'm sorry, that comment is just kind of ironic, don't you think? Like that he's posting on subreddit? No, no, no. That, modernism? That, well, subreddit, that is, yeah, modernism. That's, pretty... I, that's just, that's but I was, I was saying. Dirty is evil. Let me talk about it on the internet. The church, uh, and yet no modernism. 
like what is he referring to is modernism you know it's talking about the church and if the gates of hell aren't going to prevail against it i mean he's saying that vatican ii didn't exist or it shouldn't be acknowledged it's just oh yeah i wouldn't equate that they're saying he might not he might not think that but i mean it's possible but yeah no challenging is i mean i think that's the biggest heresy we need to confront is all the um the many heads of modernism. What I think, so, I mean, probably a sidestep, but have you ever encountered someone that has like explicitly stated, I do not accept any Pope after Vatican II? Mm-hmm. I don't know if in, in real, IRL. <laughs> in real. I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only on uh, Facebook and uh, it's, Reddit and stuff. Yeah, so I had a couple of friends that have uh, those opinions. Um, it's strange. Like, yeah. It's a strange conversation. Because um, it's like, how do you, how do you read that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the, yeah, the church? Um, yeah, and then say that one of the church councils is, yeah, no. Right. Well, it's yeah. like, and for me too, it, it almost had like a personal tinge because, like, as a convert, right, I came into the church attracted, very large, due to a lot of the work from Saint Pope John Paul II, Pope Saint John Paul II. Sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, and so for someone to say, like, I don't recognize him as Pope. I'm like, well, then what is my life? Why am I here? Like, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and so it's it was like a challenging of the things that I had come to accept and love as part of this, you know, this this church. Uh, and the other strange part of the conversation was that person I had it with was also a convert. And so they had been through a similar journey as I had. It's just they had taken a couple of different steps that brought them to where they were uh so tried to have that common ground of like you know similar uh similar direction where we were coming from but we had very different results and it was it's just like i said it's a strange conversation yeah and and i feel like that without vatican ii they wouldn't understand the beauty of the traditional latin mass like we we've entered so much deeper into the mass because we're able to understand it on a more personal level um, that, that I think we can better understand the traditional Latin mass because of the Novus Ordo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's just so much beauty in both of the masses. I and, think that's, that's true of some people, but like, I, I think there was a great devotion before. There, oh, absolutely. There was Tremendous, a great devotion before, you know. but at the, at the same time, like, I think, I, I think a, a large number of people, more people than not, you know, they 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 only understand the Latin Mass through the Novus Ordo. Mm-hmm. One so, uh, interesting set of Acontis, um, you know, set of Acontis, somebody that believes the seat of Peter is vacant. Set of that word. <laughs> I think <laughs> that, that word. <laughs> oh, two words, isn't it? Two words. Or is it sede, like Sede Vacantis? Yeah. I don't know, maybe hyphen. Um, it means uh, it means two words. We'll say that. <laughs> like um, a compound word. <laughs> vacant, I, either, it means vacant chair right vacant seats right mm-hmm. yeah at some point um mel gibson um was a set of a contest i don't know if he still is or not and his father he to call um, him a vacant seat wow. no you have right. to stop <laughs> let him finish <laughs> sorry oh he uh he inherited more or less from his dad and he actually uh, came down to New Orleans 
and interviewed Archbishop Hannon mm. about this because Archbishop Hannon was at uh, Vatican II. And, and one of the weird little sub theories for the set of a contest is the Cardinal Siri conspiracy, not Siri like, hello, Siri. That would be a great conspiracy, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all comes together. Siri's working away to the Vatican. <laughs> but uh, the, the conspiracy theory goes that uh, Cardinal Siri was actually the one elected as Pope at Vatican II. Um, uh, or that, no, I'm sorry, that the Pope who called Vatican II wasn't actually elected. It was Cardinal Siri that was elected Pope so that the calling of Vatican II in the first place ah. was never supposed to have happened. Faulty. Mm. Right. And um, Archbishop Hannon, um, <laughs> he, uh, when asked this by Mel Gibson, he was like, you know, I, I knew Cardinal Siri. He never told me he was Pope. <laughs> I feel like you would have mentioned that. <laughs> you never mentioned I would have said that. <laughs> didn't, didn't slip it across the breakfast table. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, all good stuff. I don't want to... Uh, we know we're about halfway at the midway point. Um, Y'all want to dive into to Loki? Yes. I so don't know that of, I want to dive into <laughs> Timelines. Multiverse of madness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm not happy. <laughs> really? Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Give us. Uh, why aren't you happy? Let's start off with your your sentiment. Is well, it all like, the disorder? Like Sheldon? Yes, I think it is. Like Sheldon Cooper. That's a uh, Big Bang theory. Big Bang theory. I like a closed loop theory of time travel. <laughs> like anything you go back and do actually had already happened. Are you, are you yeah. saying you like a Mobius strip version of the time uh, loop? <laughs> I don't know what a Mobius strip. Oh, wait, Mobius, Mobius, strip. Mobius strip here. I could almost do one for you. It's like it's a, like it's a, a one-sided strip. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Here, look. I know words. If we take this together, I don't know if this the is the reference you were making. <laughs> Mobius was Owen Wilson's character. Yes, yeah. I knew. I knew that part right that off part. the bat. Oh, okay, I got you. It was I'll the strip it. part that I was like. I know that's a I thing. I didn't know he... Never mind. Because it... <laughs> Stop it, Cody. <laughs> in Endgame... In Endgame... In Endgame... Uh, when Tony figures out time travel, he tells... Yeah. He tells her, like, doesn't he? Am I imagining this? Yeah, I think... Yeah, he does he take says, the form of a Mobius strip. Or something. Mm -hmm. It's a Mobius strip, yeah. Oh, we've got Mobius to do with... <gasps> Was that... Were we supposed to pick up on this all along? I don't... Like... Uh, anyway, I'm actually I don't remember that well. Those there was like a, a thing on the anyway. The shape is a is a I forgot what the shape's called, but it's a Mobius strip, is what it's called. Hey, yeah. look, I'm about to I'm gonna make one for you as we talk. It's, it's, it's a it's an infinite circle. No, because all circles are infinite. A Mobius a Mobius strip is a one sided one sided circle. Paper. So like if you take this strip of paper and you flip it like mm -hmm. this, right? Like instead of joining it at the at the ends, you flip it. So now it goes on for like infinity. Yeah, Wait, now, and it only has one side. Now it only has one side. <gasps> it just continues going. It only has one side. <laughs> the American education system, man. It yeah. Really, 
failed us because I've never. Here's a question, Scott. Public school, baby. Did you, I was going to ask, did you study Mobius strips in engineering school? I don't, I don't know where that came up. That's probably quiz bowl. You know, that's where you find out all the <laughs> interesting stuff. Nerd. Yeah, super nerd. Except, I mean, that nerd the title. That is the title of what we're doing. So, <laughs> so uh, favorite moments from uh, from season one of Loki. Oh gosh. I want to ask you that. I want to ask. I want to ask who's your favorite Loki <laughs> or Crokey, <laughs> Crocky. Crocky, whatever, however you say that. Yeah. Um, can I can I just say I feel like all of this is nonsense. That's what I can't deal with about it. It's all just nonsense. There's no free will. There's no reality, or like there's just end. I don't. It's just. <laughs> it's just nothing. Nothing is real. Yet everything is real. It's just like like the principle of non contradiction goes out the window. The cat is dead and the cat is alive at the same time. Schrodinger's dead too. Yeah, Schrodinger's <laughs> dead and alive at the same time. It's all just nonsense. Wait, but Schrodinger also has a dog in this universe. Yeah. Even within all the other movies, isn't that part of like who Loki is? Like part of his character is he tries to exert control to the fullest extent himself. I would take him as a. He's always an element of randomness. Are you a variant of Loki? I mean, element of randomness, yes, but he's still like he tries to control the random, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, we all do yeah. to some, to a greater or lesser extent. So is it's Loki just, just really uh, an expression of of us? Yeah. Well, Isn't most every character in every show ever an expression of <laughs> he's our, he's most mythologies Loki. do have tricksters. You're all Loki, like Coyote. That's deep. Yeah. So, President Loki, (laughs) like classic Loki's great. Crocodile Grant, that actor, I love that they brought him in. Yeah, he's really good. And just the comic book um, depiction. Comic book look, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, I mean, my favorite Loki is is Loki. I mean, if I had to pick one, it would be Loki. Now. I like the concept of a lot of the other different Lokis. It's hilarious, right? Um, but I mean, it, Loki has depth. Loki has, has Cody went like this. depth. I do this all the time. It gets me into trouble. Well, and wait, I thought wait, that wait, was depth, a depth or breath. Depth, oh, depth or breath. Yes. But but did y'all see how she was? Um, She's a mom, you know, which is yeah, which that's neat. really neat. And yeah. they designed her costume so that she could easily breastfeed while yeah. working. I thought that was such a cool nod to you know, powerful yeah. real women, you know. Absolutely, I thought that was awesome. And it really raises awareness because I know I was so clueless before I had kids. I was like, well, well, can't moms just nurse like when nobody's around? You know, like, and I had no idea. Like, it's constant. It's all the time you know, at the most inconvenient moments that, you know, that you have to nurse. It's like every hour, every, every like five minutes at first and then every hour for a while, you know, so it's awesome that they made it so that she could just keep nursing. Well, I kind of wonder if, if her child has some relevance to this time. Mm. The, so I, I get, I don't know where to start with this thing. I kind of focus in on episode six, but the, uh, the intro to episode six was pretty, pretty mind bending, you know, cause you had all these, all these sound bites 
you know, from the Marvel universe yeah. and then Greta Thunberg, you know, gets in there, you know, the girl who's like outraged about global things. Who then leaves high school to go travel around the world on a Guys, sailboat? Be nice to high school students, okay? Not a high school student. That's yeah. the point. Nice I quit high school. school. I have no empathy for high school students. <laughs> well, they also have Maya Angelou and Nelson Mandela. Those are definitely some cool people. Why did they include Thornberg in there? I mean, yeah. Really which which one of these is not like the other? Which one does not belong? Maybe she needed money to fund her sailboat. And they did. They they use um, Mary's the quote she mentioned her favorite quote from WandaVision. What is grief if not love persevering? That was another cool nod to. So it's also saying that well maybe maybe not that that first universe they're showing that's going through the cycle of expansion and contraction, big crunch and big bang. Uh, that's ours. Uh, yeah, that's ours because uh, yeah. Vision said that in that WandaVision galaxy. But then they go out and then they go into a different one. I, I thought for Loki, for Loki, what we're seeing in Loki. I would have to rewatch it to see. Yeah, I don't know because it's not, you know, real straightforward. It's not clear. But one of the uh, <laughs> I've heard a couple. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I've had a, I've heard a couple people theorize that at the end of WandaVision, spoilers for WandaVision, even though we've already done that podcast, when she hears her children, right. she, she's hearing them in another multi, in another multiverse. And it may be that that's happening at the same time that all these multiverses are forming mm. in Loki. Right. That they're that's, synchronized. Someone explain me this, how riddle on me the this, one hand, me that. In, other multi, in other universes, okay, first of all, I thought they were other places, like in other dimensions, but they're also other timelines. Within those dimensions. I, 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 why, why wasn't it enough to just have them be other places? Anyway, but keeping in mind that I've never read the comic book, so I probably sound really out of the loop, but out of the loop. <laughs> <I'm>... uh, um, <laughs> basically, why is it that some people who come from other dimensions, like all the, what's his name, Kangs, look mm-hmm. alike? Well, we don't know that they do. Well, yeah, the I mean, statue and all the, all the hymns and the little animation thing that he did mm-hmm. looked alike. That doesn't. I'm not done, but <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm I'm assuming Wanda's kids are going to look the same. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. People are different species and genders depending yeah. on like how does her this kids work. I mean, if you go into chaos theory you know the flapping of a butterfly's wings in the jurassic period could mean there's no human civilization ever you know i mean but the way the multiverse is set up is that everybody has doubles triples multiples of themselves and that seems really unlikely to happen but i don't know right their version of it in in the comics it it actually kind of it makes a little more sense than the MCU because in the MCU, like we're just kind of being hit with the idea, like not just with the idea of a multiverse, but with the idea of time travel at the same time. And time mm, travel is a hard sure. enough concept to understand. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and in and the comics, you can just kind of briefly own. just, boom, you know, and it's very simple. And, and Marvel changed their idea of time travel from movie to I movie. Mean, yeah. I mean, on the, I guess yeah. you could say that Hulk just had an understanding that was wrong. 
Because <laughs> you know he oh, said yeah. he says like a closed loop theory during. Oh right. It, it it gets confusing, especially when you try to combine both time travel and the multiverse. That just kind of makes things really hard to 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 grasp all at once. I think philosophically, they're presenting a multiverse that is extremely deterministic, mm-hmm. right? And that Which, free will is contingent upon. Yeah, free will is, but I guess that would make sense. Only that- free will if there's multiple of me. Wait, what, I mean, say it again. Free will is only free will if there's multiple universes. Basically, it seems like kind of what they've. Come that's down what. To. That's what Renslayer was saying. Sort of. I mean, yeah. like, because there's only the one timeline. No one had free will. Well, and speaking of free will, how about Kang munching on his apple, or I should say, uh, yeah. he who remains eating he this apple, remain. while yeah, tempting this male and female, right? Loki and she Loki or Sylvie, you know, would be the Adam and Eve of the new Mm. time Citadel, you know, the Citadel like an Eden, you know, because it's it's at the end of time. It's just on the other end of time. You know, it's kind of a fortress. And she kept calling him a liar. Yeah. Mm, Cool. And was more seduced course at first i really didn't like that guy like i i thought they didn't done a really good job of making him just grating on like like <laughs> oh my like, gosh they need so to kill annoying. him now. he's so, so annoying that's, and that's and then, jonathan majors he's been cast as kang in ant-man and wasp he did mm-hmm. a really good job like portraying the character i like it, it was because yeah, i awesome. see a few different sides of, of his presumably acting. yeah presumably. yeah simultaneously he's yeah. showing different person he's cycling through different personalities as he acts because he's been all these other he's been lived his life you know millions of times or whatever right mm-hmm. and i think it's going to be interesting to see him go from the one dynamic of he who remains to yeah. uh, the conqueror yeah because in this form he's probably immortus from the comics which right. is the in the latter stage king the earlier stage king is Nathaniel Richards, right? Reed, well, I was going to say Reed Richards, great-great-grandson, but it's actually Reed Richards' father was Nathaniel Richards. And he, the Nathaniel Richards that becomes king in the 31st century is a descendant of Reed Richards' father. So that may be more information you wanted, but... <laughs> Thing. I strongly agree with everything. I figured I figured there was some kind of relation there. I just did, wasn't sure what it was. So I, I mean, we've got to have the Fantastic Four coming in, though, right? Mm-hmm. You you've got to at some point really bring them in and bring them in well, you know. And uh, I say Richard, I don't mean before. And I should I should preface that when I say Richards, Reed Richards, that's Fantastic Four, Mister Fantastic, you know that. That's where all that. Came. I really like the idea of John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Oh, that would be awesome! I think he I didn't know that was uh, proposed. It, it's it's a fan theory. It's Jim Halpern, a, a fan or pit. like a fan yeah. fan pit. Um, would Pam Beasley be Sue Richards? No, mm. no, they, they actually um, they wanted Emily they, Blunt. They wanted Emily Blunt. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, like, real life wife. <laughs> And then, of course, of course, we got to bring back uh, uh, Chris as. uh, Oh yeah, Captain America was original. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so funny. From another universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think okay. I think that's part of what I don't get about multiverses is why would there be a Captain America or a Iron Man or a Spider Man in every universe? Why would that be? Yeah, well, it's a heavily deterministic universe that, like, no matter how much variation occurs, the same people are going to exist at the same time. But they're not even the same people. Well, there's 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 people outside or characters outside of the dimension. That's what. Why would there be that character? The character outside of the dimension I'm referred to is uh, characters like uh, timekeepers. Right. They're they're not necessarily within. And okay, I I thought you meant like Spider Man. No, no. The characters within uh, in Loki, the timekeepers were robots, but the timekeepers are actually characters in the comics as well. But they're outside of the dimensions. But if we're gonna go platonic philosophy. That all these people keep yes. appearing because there's a a true them, you know, in existence. Form, you know, like a, a true form of form, them. Yeah. I think that would be really cool too. Yeah. All right, now it all makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It all makes sense. <laughs> Everything just. Thanks, Plato. Socrates, the... don't eat that him up. <laughs> is the TVA and the Timekeepers are there versions of that in the comics? Yeah. Or is it... Yeah. Ah. And the time. I think they just made all this up to make us miserable. (laughs) Which I mean, the comics. Well, so yeah, so Kang's lover or his, you know, who who he always wants as his lover, she spurns him, is Renslayer, Ravona Renslayer. Okay, Uh. and she, so she, in the comics, she's from I don't know, like the 40th century. Her dad's the king of the last holdout kingdom that Kang hasn't conquered, and he falls in love with her, and he doesn't wow. conquer the kingdom. That was um, some great alliteration. The kingdom that Kang hasn't conquered. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I did not plan that. There was one- Aurelius <laughs> is the name of it, and uh, but she comes back as different um, people, uh, different forms, just like Kang does. Um, I've been called many things, conqueror. You know, like like he says. Um, but so if you zoom in on her diploma at FDR high school, um, her like where she came from when they were revealing that in Ohio, uh, her name is um, uh, Rebecca Turmanet. And that people tend, seem to think is she becomes Terminatrix. She takes on the title Terminatrix to take mm-hmm. out Kang. So her real last name in the real world, uh, term. Torment. They they think that you know that that's kind of projects over Easter egg at least. Yeah. What's that? She's gonna come back more in Loki season two. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen in season two? I mean, that's all gonna be determined by what happens in Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, I guess they did put madness right in the name. They really did. Yep. So they really did. We should have known, known that things were going to go to pot. <laughs> They're emotionally preparing you for yeah. Open script. Yeah. So we've got, I don't, I've got the list of all the interposing movies. I don't know what, what the first one is. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it, it seems exciting. Wait, Sounds like an Iron Fist or something. I just realized what a kind of jerk move it is that they just released this the week like within less than a week after scarlet after black, black widow. widow i was yeah. gonna break yeah. black like they didn't widow. Did let you guys see it yet well, but they didn't no i don't have premium five days <laughs> we went to the movies and watched it oh <laughs> yeah i forgot movies are things still <laughs> i mean there was nothing particularly Kobe, is that your cat 
You have a cat. I thought that was Bosco, and I was like, what the heck? Where is he? But yeah. Speaking of Bosco, um, we're uh we were gonna give you an update on our families, and you know, we can always go back to Loki, um, the Loki family. Um we're uh my wife and I were having a boy, um, and Yay. we're we don't know what the first name is going to be, though my wife has pretty set ideas on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know his middle name is going to be Bosco. Bosco. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. nice. Well, named him after a cat? That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we love St. John Bosco. He's been the patron saint of our boys for a long time. Are you going um, to encourage him to be a magician? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I don't know because he's, you know, did the ma- magic tricks for the kids at his boys' school. Um, but Dom- St. Dominic Savio was at his boys' school. So that might be one possible name, Dominic Bosco. And then we could call him Dom Bosco. Dom Bosco. <laughs> you know, like they Check call him out. Dom Bosco. But- Nothing stronger than family. <laughs> you know, be a, a bomb title. Furious, his name's Dom in okay. Fast and Furious. Call him the patron saint of prestidigitation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the longer patron titles. I think it's cool because nobody really knows what that word means. No, I, really I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's Whatever. a sleight of hand. Prestidigitation <laughs> means to do prestigious things with your digits. Uh, <laughs> prestigious things. Prodigious things. There you go. And we and uh, Colby, um, you want to go on from there as well? Yeah. So Arlo is five weeks old. Yay. He's growing Arlo? Well, I don't think we've had a podcast since you had your baby. I know, that's what I'm saying. No, I've been hidden in the caves. <laughs> so Kobe and Valerie had a baby. Yeah. They had a baby. Yeah, we had a baby boy born on June 6th. Uh, his name is Arlo. You can see the letters behind us. Oh. Uh, his banner says, Baby Arlo. However, I squished it to say Bab Yarlo. <laughs> his, his nickname is Bab Yarlo. No. Um, or his Star Wars name, if you like to use that as well. No, it no. does sound like a Star Wars name. Yeah, it fits. Um, yeah, he's five weeks. Um, he's growing chunky. He's getting his voice and uh, learning new things every day about him and ourselves. So, Mary, when you were talking about in the show, uh, breastfeeding constantly. Yeah. <sighs> that- on you, Colby? We, so, okay, so we were in the hospital. <laughs> a day and a half in, not even two days in. And I literally had the epiphany. I'm like, how would a single mother do this? Like, yeah, we, we don't know how we're doing it as parents, like doing it together as partners. Like how would one person do this by themselves? So literally it's like this moment of like, I have so much more respect for people who are parents that go through this stuff without the support of family or friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now like every single mother I ever meet, I'll be like, I love you and God bless you. Like peace be with you. You know, (laughs) um, Peace, yeah. Please be with you because I know you need it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Arlo, he's growing big. He's fantastic. We love him so much. And uh, we're looking forward to being able to get out and for him to meet his friends and, and start growing and being his own man. So awesome. I thought you were going to yeah. say and start growing his own beard. Uh, but what about, what about his name? So his, his name is Arlo Vincent. Uh, we also picked out his first name first. I mean, his middle name first. So our wedding anniversary and the day we found out Valerie was pregnant is the feast of St. Vincent de Paul. My uh, birthday, right? May 26th? Oh, September 27th. Oh, well, what was I been going to? All this <laughs> Where are you time? going to? 
Oh. Yeah, Philip Neary. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> I confused those guys. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, so people ask, like, oh, where does his name come from? I'm like, well, Vincent, that's a, we've kind of adopted him as a patron of our family. Um, and then Arlo was really the first name that we both agreed on, and we thought it was cool. So that's what it is. Uh, but I think the it's an old English word that means fortified hill. Nice. So I think it's like Mount Arlo or uh, like an Arlo Hill somewhere in the UK that mm-hmm. was known for um, uh, some type of battle was taking place there. So it's it's kind of like a fortified place to, to have the high ground. Anyways, I'll get to meet him someday soon. And then, um, so we have a, a new member in our family too. Um, so we found out uh, last month that we were expecting and then um, we had a miscarriage, uh, but we feel so blessed mm-hmm. to, to have known like, you know, that our baby exists to know that our baby exists and that our baby is with God and uh, th- that our kids, you know, know they have another um, baby sister or brother and um, we uh, we named our baby you know, uh, Carol with Carol. a K with a K mm-hmm. Carol with a K. That's the middle name with a K. With a K. Um, <laughs> no, Carol with a K. We actually haven't picked out a middle name yet. Yet. Um, we, we said one that I really liked, but I guess we haven't settled on it. <laughs> we're thinking maybe Carol Assisi, but we're we're still debating it you have a um, friend I, I need to be careful i i do this thing of saying what do you think of this without having fully thought it through myself and cody's like yes done <laughs> no further questions your honor um but yeah we figured carol is kind of gender neutral somewhat you know since we don't know if it was a boy or a girl um mm-hmm. but it's for pope john paul the second mm-hmm. um but of well, course arlo if arlo means a strong place carol I think means strength or strong or something like that too. So that's a, that's interesting. It's like, except for the K it's all the same letters, just in a different. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Multiverse of madness. That's an interesting, interesting observation. And, you know, thank God for, you know, Vatican too. And, uh, you know, Ow. Ow. Bring it back full circle. Yeah, <laughs> bringing it back. Two okay. minutes to spare. Me me my that the hope that we have that our children can, you know, be re- with us in heaven. Can be with us in heaven. Yes, that Vatican than, gives us. Anyway, so um, this is a huge topic of debate among some people we know. So we're just gonna move. Oh, on. Okay. but um, but uh, but it also I think just obviously this has been one of the you know hardest times of our life and. Yeah. Um, it's given us a new appreciation for people we know who've gone through this, you know, multiple times and that um, it was hard in ways that we expected and hard in ways that we didn't. And, um, you know, just when, when people tell you they've had a miscarriage, like check on them, you know, when we've had tons of Mm. people checking on us, this is not, you know, check on us, please. But just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so difficult and and it's, it's drawn out, you know, it's not something that's just like, you know, right away. Right. And, right. um, because every new day, you know, baby would have been a day older. You know, it's just right. Kinda... Right. Which that's for anyone who's experienced child loss, you know, that like, I didn't think about basically that each new day I'd wake up and be like, Oh, I'd be this far. Our pregnancy would be this far along today, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just it's, it's hard. And, and we're saying that not so that to be 
you know, worried about us because we have a lot of support, but just that, um, that it's, it doesn't, it's not a loss that's immediate. It's physically, it takes some time. And then also it just, you know, keeps going, but we have so many people who love us and who've, who were so happy that, that they know that Carol existed. And also that we, last thing is that we were, we feel really blessed that we actually found Mm. Carol, um, Mm. like during the miscarriage and so tiny, smaller than a grain of rice. Um, but that we got to hold him or her. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's been hard. There've been small blessings, big blessings in the middle of all of it. And we're so grateful to everybody that, you know, to you guys and to everyone who's been there for us through all of it. Thanks for for sharing baby Carol with us. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And hopefully they are interceding for all of us. Yeah. Hopefully. And in heaven, he's like, or she is a full grown, like, you know, like, like with full reason and maturity. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a weird concept, you know, but yeah, so all, all so, so every Catholic <laughs> nerds family has a new, a new member. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well guys, any, um, last thoughts on the Moto Proprio, Proprio, um, Loki, Multiverses of Madness, um, whether or not we're going to see Casey again, the, <laughs> My favorite guy from the Loki show, the guy with the drawer full of infinity stones. I really thought he was going to be the person in the elevator. Uh, I was waiting for the elevator. Uh, oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Because there was like a fan theory about that. Oh, that I didn't know. That would have been cool. Yeah. That he's the mastermind. That would have been funny. Yeah. I didn't read that. That's good. And he's like he's that. from the show The Good Place. Oh, and I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah and he's kind of like the character in Ant-Man who's always like telling stories like really fast. Like yeah. he's, he's like the goofy uh, best yeah. friend. So it would have been great. You know, like he's, he's awesome. It would have all come together. Yeah. yeah. But the actor they have is, it seems pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited so. to see more. Oh yeah. Jonathan. Um, maybe was- I, I, I was kind of like close to like saying, you know what? Phase phase three kind of ended it really well. It was fantastic. I don't think I really need to go on. But they've kind of drawn me back in with the, oh, yeah. of I was the multiverse. So like it just I, I blew up so everything that was accomplished. It really was. But the the multiverse concept is it's fun. It's enjoyable. I don't. Yeah, you get Spider Pig. Makes sense, but it's a way for you to escape your mind. You know, like to, to escape for a moment and just be like, this doesn't make any sense, <laughs> and it's fantastic. It makes you me happy. Um, cool. But cool. yeah, so I'm I'm excited about Phase Four now. Um, and, and, and now, granted, I will still say that uh, WandaVision was probably my favorite series. That this well, yeah, rank. Let's rank um, the yeah. the new phase. Do they have a chance to so rank things? WandaVision, yeah. Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> You're like, can we put something else between? It- <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Falcon as Captain America. Yeah, I thought it was a cool show. That is fantastic it I has julia louis dreyfus in it that's so cool in the show we're not done well <laughs> i will say I, I love falcon as, as captain I think, america i, I want to see more of that didn't COVID interrupt their filming i think it was, oh possibly yeah so it's i possible. think maybe they didn't end up with the plot they originally quite wanted Kobe, you have to head out i do i have my heart stop so y'all can 
stop. Well, here, we'll do our outro real fast. Also, you'd have to stop. I'm just, I gotta hop. That rhymed. We should do the outro. We should do the outro. Here, thank you. uh, Remember, cue the music. (laughs) Thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic nerds. This has been Scott Smith. I was gonna say Colby Smith. Didn't we switch last names? Stop it. (laughs) It's the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Scott Smith. We're just, we're just, okay. Colby Allen. Yeah. Oh, it's me, Mary Reed. And Cody Reed. Uh, please do subscribe to this podcast if you dare and share it with all your friends, Catholic or not, classic Loki or kid Loki. And remember, Catholic nerds for all time, always. Bum 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 b